Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, Leave No Trace by Elizabeth Barton. Attention, time cruisers. Please ensure you have all your belongings and only your belongings as you reboard. The recorded voice was pleasant but insistent. Violators will be subject to fines and imprisonment. Items left in or taken from the past could lead to temporal anomalies. Stepping back onto the ship, Iona found herself mumbling along to the announcements she now knew by heart. They played on a loop whenever the ship was in port. Cloaking devices must be used at all times while off-ship. Remember, observe only. Leave no trace. As pioneers in time travel tourism, Casimir Cruises made timeline preservation a top priority. It wasn't just lip service, either. No one under the age of 18 was allowed, and would-be cruisers underwent psychological profiling to weed out those prone to fits of impulsivity. Still vibrating with excitement from seeing Yo-Yo Ma not only alive but performing live, Iona hurried back to her stateroom, eager to gush about it to Vernon. They'd agreed to do their own things at this port, Thirty years of marriage had taught them that sometimes a little time apart was the best way to stick together. Vernon looked up from his frenzied typing and smiled as Iona entered. Hi, sweetie. Hi! She gaped at Vernon. Please don't tell me you've been in here working this whole time. Of course not. He finished typing, stowed his tablet, and stood. I got back a few minutes ago. I had some ideas I didn't want to forget. This is a vacation, not a work trip. I swear, I just needed to get a couple things down. He encircled Iona in his arms. I'm all yours now. I was only teasing. Iona kissed his cheek. She would never expect him to not make notes when inspiration struck. He was an inventor, mostly of toys and novelties. Sparks from virtually anything could ignite his creative passion. Come up with anything good? Vernon's eyes glimmered. New twists on some retro toys. I'll tell you over dinner. Speaking of, where should we eat tonight? Each of the ship's restaurants was themed for a historical period, with decor and cuisine to match. Anywhere but mid-twentieth century America. Vernon opened his mouth, but the blaring of an alarm left his words unspoken. The stateroom went dark, except for the flashing of red emergency lights. Iona clutched at Vernon's arms. What's happening? The lights. It's a code. Iona vaguely recalled codes being mentioned during orientation, but her mind felt scrambled by the clamorous siren. There, Vernon lunged toward the stateroom door and scanned the placard posted there. Red lights flashing in threes. Oh, shit. What? Catastrophic failure. What? Quick, the bathroom! Grabbing Iona's wrist, Vernon pulled her into the tiny lavatory. He shut the door and pressed a series of buttons on the nearby keypad. Why are we in here? The floor beneath them shifted, sending them reeling. Mercifully, the alarm ceased. The lighting normalized. Each stateroom's lavatory serves as a lifeboat, remember? From orientation? In case of catastrophic ship failure, enter the lifeboat, disengage from the main ship, and wait for help. How Vernon managed to recall that under such extreme stress, she'd never know. But it was good one of them did. 
What could have happened? No idea. The recorded announcement voice bubbled to the surface of Iona's mind. Temporal anomalies. Vernon squinted and shook his head. Nah. It must be. They warned us a zillion times. Observe only. Even seemingly insignificant interactions with the past could upend everything. Vernon's brows clenched into anxious furrows. Iona's stomach dropped. She knew that look. Vernon, what did you do? Couldn't be. Trembling, he reached into his pocket and pulled out his prized possession. The wind-up chattering teeth he'd had since childhood. Their red plastic was now marked with an illegible black scribble. What is that? I... I couldn't resist. It was once in a lifetime. It can't have caused this. What did you do? Vernon slumped against the wall. I had Eddie Goldfarb sign them. Who the hell is Eddie Goldfarb? The inventor of Yakety Yak Teeth and Kerplunk and Milky the Cow and about 800 other toys. Iona clenched her fists, exhaling her fury. Do you mean that you may have caused temporal anomalies that led to catastrophic failure so you could get a toy autographed? Vernon's face quivered. Sorry. Sorry? Sorry that you might have destroyed life as we know it? That seems hyperbolic. Iona threw her hands up and turned away. Ah, I can't even look at you. What were you thinking? We only spoke for a few seconds. He's a legend. I didn't think it would do any harm. Freaking butterfly effect, Vernon. I'm sorry. Iona softened at the gentle touch of his hand on her shoulder. I guess we don't even know for sure what's going on. Whatever it is, might not be your fault. She turned back toward him. What now? They'll send rescue ships. If there are any, everything in our time could have changed. The room lurched and shuddered with a crunching thud. The lights went dark. I think we landed, Vernon whispered. He groped along the wall for the emergency kit mounted there. A thin flashlight beam soon cut through the blackness, illuminating the kit's remaining contents. Vernon pressed the button on a small device marked, Play Me. We at Casimir Cruises regret that rescue may be impossible in cases where temporal anomalies result in our non-existence, said the familiar voice from the ship's announcements. Cyanide capsules have been provided for your convenience. Criminy, Iona muttered. Where, when do you think we are? One way to find out. Vernon pressed the open door button. Nothing happened. He yanked the handle, then yanked harder. Iona joined his efforts. Finally, the door gave. A frigid blast and a wave of snow billowed in. From a few meters away, a woolly mammoth eyed them warily. Shit! They slammed the door shut. Iona shivered. In the inky cold, she heard a rapid clicking. Chilly out there, Vernon said grimly. He set his prized possession on the vanity and fixed the flashlight's beam on the teeth as they chattered. Outside, the wind howled. We probably should have realized, Iona murmured. People were bound to leave some trace. This has been Leave No Trace, written by Elizabeth Barton, 
Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manowaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Derogi. Thanks for listening.